Chiefs and Eagles coming up on Sunday, 5.30 kickoff on 106.5 The Wolf. I'll join Mitch Holtis and Dana Hughes on the call. Our pregame gets underway at 2. This comes from uh, from ESPN. David Perdome, their, their uh, gambling writer. And there's some big money bets that are starting to come in. I don't know why. I feel like now that it's here in Kansas, we could pay, we pay more attention to it. Well, yeah, we absolutely right? do. But I I don't know. And and I'll ask you guys this, everybody, this is it better to bet the Super Bowl early or right at the last minute? Like I'm waiting before. Like I've got my future bets in. I get some good change if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. But I'm telling you, okay, get some nice change if they win the Super Bowl. But when you're making like your game day bets on the game, do you wait to the last minute? Do you bet early? What are you, how are you doing? I think the state line will tell you on Sunday when people are driving under, you know, hanging out on exit ramps and stuff on the Kansas side to make their bets. Yeah. But people can be hanging out on exit ramps to get their weed on the Missouri side. So like what, like it's going to be like state line's going to be a bevy of activity on Sunday. Exchanging things now. (laughs) Are you going to get me that weed and I'll place your bets. All right. Give me your phone. Give me your cash. We'll handle this. So there's also, there's already a, a $1 million bet on the Eagles. At BetMGM on the money line. Uh, so a million, uh, that, that'll go up. So Mattress Mac weighed in already? Up. Not or? yet. He, yeah. I don't think so because he'd tell you about it. So it can't be him. Um, a uh, better with points bet placed a pair of $100 bets on the backup quarterbacks from each team winning the Super Bowl MVP. See, I think that's stupid money. I was surprised these lines were that low, though. Like Gardner Minshew's two hundred and fifty to one, and Chad Henney's a hundred to one. That's not good enough odds. No, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, no, hundred to one. That's not good. That's enough. not good no. enough odds for the backup quarterback to be the Super Bowl MVP. No, no, neither one of those are happening. Unless something does happen, and the backup has to come in, and that team wins, then the backup's the MVP. Now, there's been a lot of money on the the third pick for the MVP. Behind Mahomes and Hurts, quarterbacks mm-hmm. usually get the obviously the top. Uh, Hassan Reddick is the third most uh, action at thirty-five to one to win uh, MVP. That's a better realistic. That's a good long bet. Shot. Like that's a good long like, shot. Uh, Chad Henney yeah. being at a hundred to one is terrible. You know, that's just wasting your money. If, ha- if Hassan Reddick, like what what's it going to take for a defensive player though to win MVP of the Super Bowl? He's going to have to have three or more sacks, right? And like a like force fumble, force fumble, sack, something whatever, yeah, big, whatever. right? Yeah, maybe runs one back, maybe runs one back. Yeah, like, might have to, like, might have to do it all. Right. Might have to do the whole play. Yeah, but if Jalen Hurts goes out there and performs average, right? He's like let let's say twenty for thirty seven with a buck sixty nine and two touchdowns. And Hassan Reddick has three sacks. A strip fumble recovery, isn't that the MVP? Or are we all going to be lemmings and just vote for the quarterback because you're lazy? No, that's what happens. Yeah, you vote for the quarterback. Right. Yeah. It's it, which, yeah. which I think is ridiculous. Yeah. I think it's it's ridiculous because I still think Dan Williams should have won the too. MVP. Yeah, he was he was kind of my guy. He should have yeah. won the MVP yeah. when the yeah. Chiefs won the Super Bowl a couple yeah. years ago. He yeah. should have been the MVP, but he wasn't. They gave it to the quarterback. So what if Chris Jones goes out there and has three sacks, right? And Patrick Mahomes has a fine day, but nothing like. 500 yards and five touchdowns. But what if Chris Jones has three sacks and one of them is a strip sack of Jalen hurts and he recovers. The then, fumble. We'll be, then we'll be talking about how Chris Jones was a game wrecker and did all this stuff. And then Mahomes is the MVP. Mahomes is the MVP. <laughs> but I, I, but, but to me, what Chris Jones would do in that situation with three sacks, a strip and a fumble recovery. 
that's more game-changing and more valuable than what a quarterback can do because you're taking possessions away from the opposition and you're coming up with the biggest defensive play you can. To me, that that's the MVP. Yeah. That's But the, the, whoever votes for this thing, and I've never voted on the MVP before in the Super Bowl. I've been to a few, but I don't think I've ever had the opportunity to vote. I don't on think I got that sheet. Who the, paper the MVP the past, got passed but, by but, the but, uh, Miami one. But don't be lazy. Don't be lazy. Take a real look at it. And if, if Hassan Reddick or Chris Jones or, you know, somebody goes out there and wrecks a game on the defensive end, don't feel like you have to vote for the quarterback of the winning team yeah. just because that's the way it's always been done. Yeah, Miami, I didn't get a piece of paper that, that asked me to vote. And then at Tampa, I got the hell out. <laughs> you weren't interested. Yeah. No. As soon as that went final, it was like up the, up the stairs and out. Right. I've seen this act, but I know who you're going to crown. <laughs> I've seen that number 12 guy. Yeah, out of here. exactly. He's clearly going to win the MVP. A, uh, a better in Ontario, according to this article, bet 500 bucks on each team's kicker to win MVP. Both were 200 to one. What if the kicker nails a last-second field goal with no time left? What if you're Scott Norwood and you make it? Aren't you the MVP? Or if what if it's a just a wacky field goal game? Like, yeah. What if both defenses show up? Yeah. But I I feel like if you kick it down the stretch here, Bob looks like whoever makes the last field goal is going to win this game. You know, maybe maybe. What what if Harrison Bucker kicks a field goal like he did against the Bengals to win the game? Is he not the MVP? 77% 77% of the uh, the money coming in on tails at the moment for the uh, the coin flip. So Cheffers is seeing that. It's going to be heads. Um, I do like this one as well. Uh, Caesars offered a yes or no prop on whether a quarterback will have a reception in the game. I mean, would it be out of the question for either of these quarterbacks to catch a pass. If we're doing that with Patrick Mahomes on a bum wheel, I, I'm not in on that. I, I know you're not in on it, but uh, would it be out of the question? No. Now, That's a nice if, little long shot. What if it's Henny that catches a pass? But I'm wondering what the hell's going on. Oh, they got a two quarterback system. Yeah. Who knows? Oh my gosh. Henny's split out, split out wide. Hey, we've seen Andy Reid do some crazy stuff during these big games. I right? know. I know. So yeah, say yes. And everybody's thinking of the Philly special. That's yeah. why that's that bet's in bulk, there. Yeah. Bulk of it's on no right now, um, but it's it's been that line's been moving as well. Yes or no on the uh, on that. So Nevada sports books are up to three billion dollars on the uh, the game. No, no, no. That's on total Super Bowls. Oh, total Super Bowls. I'm sorry, yeah, three billion on total Super Bowls yeah, is ninety one. Yeah, 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 yeah. And now they're going to track how much is done from non. Non-Nevada, so we'll see. We'll see. I There's a few of those I like. I, I think the quarterback one's interesting. You had the one last week of uh, Sky Moore anytime touchdown. I think Sky Moore's getting a touchdown in this game because he doesn't have one this year. Because I didn't realize he didn't have a regular season yeah, score. Yeah, that's a plus 500 right now on the FanDuel app. Because I was like, did he run in? No, he didn't run in like an end around like the, the McCollless weeks. Did they, they tried him on the end around, but he didn't score. Right. They didn't throw him one in the end zone for a score. Nope. I'm like, okay, nope, well. Nope, nope, Feels like. You know, when when they're trying to force force somebody, why not give the, the Rook a chance to catch one in the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. Feels kind of right. I don't know. Feels very, very Andy Reid-like. Yeah. We're going to get him the ball in the end zone. I think Sky Moore scoring in this one. Jody Fortson, too. He's back. It's kind of sneaky. Yeah, it's sneaky, but he caught, already has a touchdown. Sky Moore doesn't have a touchdown yet Caught this touchdowns year. earlier in the year. How do you reward you Sky? You got a lot of attention on, on Kelsey still. 
I don't know, Josh. I think Fortson somehow finds himself open in the end zone. You kind of reward Sky Moore, I think, for not fumbling that punt and getting you out to midfield to start that final drive the other day. I think Sky Moore gets an anytime touchdown. I'm saying maybe there's a parlay with Sky and Jody out there for you. I don't know. Super Bowl MVP is a dumb one. I, I hate that one just because it's it's you're throwing away your money unless it's a quarterback. That's exactly right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I also, hey, more power to you, the people that bet a ton of money to uh, get back very little. Like there was one that was like a $100,000 bet or something to win like, like 175. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, that sounds scary. Yeah. <laughs> if you have that kind of money, like, why would I want to, you know, bet a hundred to to win twenty thousand or something? Yeah, like, I don't know. Uh, seems like a lot. It feels yeah. like I'm putting up the hundred, which is like that's scary as hell. <laughs> to be able to to be able to get to that point. I sweat when I put up five dollars. Five dollars. Uh, here it is. Arizona better placed fifty thousand on Patrick Mahomes to be the MVP. The bet was placed earlier in the playoffs when he was at plus 350, and the bet could win you 175. That's a good one. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. But it's the ones, you know, you're betting $100,000 to win $110,000. Yeah, those scare, Those are scary. Because those are kinda, the ones that never come in. You have that kind of that kind of cash to go. And you only want to win 10 grand? Hey, I know. That's 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 the wise people to do that. But mm. I don't have that kind of bankroll. I don't know about anybody else. Chiefs are always going to be in go for it mode. There's a there's a piece written on ESPN about that again. Kind of Brett Veach kind of reiterating, as long as Patrick Mahomes is here, they're going to go for it. I think this this season may have tested your belief in that, <laughs> but it panned out. Clearly, panned absolutely out. Yeah. panned out. You could question it at the beginning of the year and go, no Tyreek Hill, and you're telling me you're going for it. You didn't go get any more defensive ends. You didn't get a veteran corner. And you're telling me you're going for it? That might have been tested. Now it's just back in your face. Like, all right. You guys did it. Can't can't argue anymore. Your draft was awesome. Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody did something. You didn't need a defensive end. You were second in the NFL in sacks this year. You didn't need a veteran defensive end. Your uh, rookie corners all got a little bit of baptism by fire, but they all came through better for it and look like they're on their way to something. So they're in, they are in go for it mode every year. It's just going to be maybe look a little different than than some other teams kind of go for it, like the uh, I don't know the Dallas Mavericks, right? A version of of going for it. That's by, a that's by, a desperate go for go, it. Getting Kyrie Irving feels like a little desperate. That's being called go for it. I think the Chiefs are in a different kind of go for it mode. Like we're going to continue to build parts around uh, Patrick Mahomes. We're going to draft a well. We're going to get guys that can come in and contribute right away. They continue with this plan. This is. This is the go-for-it plan I'm in love with. This is fantastic. Just get all your draft picks to work out. Uh, cut bait on on big contracts when you don't need to make them, and and let's see where you where you end up. This is this is a this is a great plan. It's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a phenomenal plan, and it's a very nice cost-effective plan as well that allows you to keep good players on your roster and not have to pay them a whole heck of a lot of money. I mean that that's where drafting has become so important, not just for this franchise but for every franchise in the NFL and. If everyone had the ability to draft like the Chiefs have over the last couple of years, everybody would be a Super Bowl contender right now. They are nailing their draft picks like it's nobody's business. And so I, I think they've done an amazing job 
with that, and it allows you to part with high-priced, overpriced veteran players and move on. And as we sit here, you know, six days before the Super Bowl, we can all talk about how great it's been with Brett Veach and the moves that he's made and how fantastic it's been. But you need to keep these conversations in mind when March rolls around and, oh, my God, they're not bringing back Tyron Matthew or they're trading, you know, uh, Tyreek Heal or whatever move that they're making that has a name value to it that we freak out on. That's why you can't sit around and just judge a move and judge a team by the names that are on the roster. You have to know the inner workings of these players. Just because you have a name doesn't mean you're any good. You may be past your prime. You may have never had a prime. You may have done a great job of marketing yourself, whatever it is, or you just got too expensive. And by paying that other person, it would have crippled the rest of the team. And you wouldn't have been able to make minor moves here or there that have contributed to the overall team having success. Signing Tyree kill to a long-term deal would have hampered this team moving forward for many, many years, because that would have been a bad contract of having to pay a wide receiver an exorbitant amount of money. The Chiefs have found other ways to do it, whether it's Kadarius Tony at the trade deadline, whether it's Sky Moore, whether it's going out and getting Juju Smith-Schuster or MVS or Justin Watson. They have found other ways to do it. Are those names as sexy as Tyreek Hill was? No, not as as sexy at all as that. But you know what they were? They're really good football players with a great quarterback that made them even better football players. And so that's kind of what we need to kind of keep in perspective. As long as Patrick Mahomes is here, I don't think people should be losing their minds on March 17th when the Raiders are signing another has been never was type of free agent to get the six and 11 on the season. I just, I just don't think we need to be worried about what happens in March from that standpoint, focus on what happens at the end of April, beginning of May when the draft this year, because those are the players we're going to be counting on. So unless they traded them away, it's still two picks from that hill trade, right? It's a good question. Did they move those? Ones Nobody too? really know. knows yeah, the they, answer to they that. Them. They had a four and a six. I'm like, well, they can do stuff with a four and a six. We've yeah. seen they did a whole bunch of stuff with sevens this year. Good, so good God, yeah. We love the end of the end of the draft just as much. I mean, these look, days. At, look at what we got out of the draft last year. I mean, where would this team be without Nick Bolton? I mean, come on now. I mean, like that's the leader of your defense right now. Trent McDuffie this year's draft. George Karloftis has six and a half sacks and is top five in rookies and sacks this year. Like those are just a couple of the players over the last two drafts. And then where are you without Isaiah? Pacheco in the seventh round right now at that running back position just because they weren't first round picks just because they aren't names that you recognize and just because they don't make a lot of money and you overspent in free agency doesn't mean that you're not getting a good team and not having a good team on paper and when you have Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes I'll take my chances with everybody else another uh, college basketball coach can't hack it and it's glorious next Fesco in the morning, brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. Don't miss the Chiefs Red Half Hour every weekday starting at 1130 on Cody and Gold on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Gasly turns 57 today. That's all? No way. (laughs) Still not giving up. (laughs) 57 years old? Wow. 
Great story over the weekend from college basketball. Had nothing to do with all the rivalry games that, that happened, which were actually pretty good. Uh, we've seen coaches leave the sport, and a portion of it is believed to be the, the, the changing landscape. Oh, yeah. I got to be honest, navigating NIL would be awful. Well, Coach and Roy and all these other guys who left early awful. like recently are like, man, now everybody's doing what we've been doing for 30 that's years. Right, that's right. Now the playing field's been leveled. Uh, but navigating that would be a nightmare. Right. Like it used to be like you would offer Ricky a tractor. Right. Maybe he'd show up to your school. That's right. Or uh, maybe so-and-so ruled out your school. Or a Toyota. Ruled out your school because your color was green and they didn't like green. They didn't like green. Like we heard those conversations over or, the years. Yeah. I don't I've always worn this shoe. You wear that shoe. I heard those conversations. Like it, all right. it just used to be that. Now it's you gotta get in a bidding war with somebody. Now they don't care whether it's right? Adidas or Nike. They care how many Benjamins are attached. I mean, to it. I mean, I'm sorry, nobody does that ahead of time. They wait till their kids are on campus and then they Okay, whatever. Um, oh, is that what they're going with now? Oh, they well, don't yeah, offer them NIL right. ahead of time. That's a lie. Nobody gets it till they're on campus. Oh, okay. That's what sure. Saban and Jimbo were fighting about, remember? Right. That, you know. That, sure. That All right, so so a few coaches have, have left, and I don't blame them. Like, I've had a great career. I'm out. This, Do college this people terrible. think we're all idiots and just believe the stuff they say? Like, really, like, they, like, well, they, they say the dumbest they've things. Set up, they've set this up to be this way because they thought, but then nobody can, you know, they're all, they're all cheating. Right. Right. They've all been cheating for 100 years. So there is still one that's hanging around, and he doesn't want to be there, but I appreciate that he's still there. Oh, he's there because nobody wants him to be. And he's grouchy as hell, and I love it. The only bad part of this story was they didn't have any audio or video. Right. Because you could just hear the, the rest whining of it now. is great. Pete Thamel of ESPN talked to Jim Beheim at Syracuse after their victory on Saturday over Boston College. He said he'd probably return for next season, but that the decision is up to him. Mm -hmm. But that basketball is, quote, an awful place. <laughs> College basketball's future is in an awful place. He's right. It's been that way for years. Ever since Rothstein said it's never been better, it's gone nothing but worse. 95% of Syracuse people want me to coach, he says. Why wouldn't they? As bad as we've been the last two years, we're fun to watch last year, and we're still fun to watch, and we're still competing this year. <laughs> I know it's my choice, he says. I can do whatever I want. I just don't know for sure okay. about coming back next season. He was supposed to retire in like 1718, wasn't he? Yes. And here we are, what, five or six years later, and this guy's still around? That is correct. Quote, this is an awful place we're in in college basketball. End quote. He said, Pittsburgh bought a team. Okay, fine. My big donor talks about it, but he doesn't give anyone any money. Nothing. Not one guy. Our guys make like 20000 Wake Forest bought a team. Miami bought a team. It's like, really? This is where we are? This is where we are? And it's only going to get worse. It's crazy. That's why guys got out. That's why Jay Wright got out. That's why Mike Krzyzewski got out. The only reason they got out, the transfer portal and everything is nuts. It really is. End quote. <laughs> I, again, I so wish that there was audio just to see his, 
He's just a curmudgeon, and it's terrific. Oh, yeah. I don't want him to go. I don't want him to step away now. I want him to just be grouchy and angry about the whole thing. Doesn't he eat his boogers on the sideline? Hey, maybe once I saw that. Yeah. He's got a that, booger eater. He's got that giant schnoz. Yeah. Too, now, he has since backtracked on these. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he said, sorry. <laughs> He absolutely misspoke in his follow-up with ESPN about Wake Forest and Pitt buying teams. Didn't back down on Miami. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> Said he shouldn't have included Wake and Pitt in his statements the other night. Yes, you should have. You included them because you know what's going on. He didn't misspeak there. He's, they're mad that he outed them. I hope he stays forever now. I hope he just stays around forever. We need a grouchy. We don't need all these coaches bowing out. We need a grouchy one that's staying around and says, I like it back in the old days. Right. This way sucks. <laughs> Transfer portals. Get out of here. NIL money. My guy won't write a check. He's so cheap. Yeah. He if you're said, that guy, why would you ever write a check? I'd write a check to buy him out. He basically said his top booster talks about buying players all the time, but he won't do it. <laughs> like why won't my guy ante up this guy's always talking about I was going to buy us a point guard why would he buy us a point guard because it's a waste of money that's why that guy's rich he's smart he's not doing it to fund a basketball player <laughs> I, I, I want to be in a tax bracket where one day a university calls me and says hey Bob would you be willing to write a $7 million check to make this coach go away? And I have the ability to do that. I so want to be in that tax bracket, but that's some of the dumbest way you could spend your money. Hey. Some of the dumbest money being spent is funding college athletic coaches and players. Hey, you really want a quarterback? Well, cut us a check. Yeah, but, I don't, but what's I don't, in it for me? I don't, I don't know that. I don't understand that kind of money. What's in it for you? I mean, just the joy of watching your alma mater, maybe? I don't know if that's worth the millions. It's not for me. The money that these old dudes spend on nonsense I'd, at the college athletic level is beyond me. I'd buy some nice tickets. If I had, I wouldn't yeah, buy a... I'd get a suite or something. I just wouldn't be buying a... I'd give you, know, you $7 million because you made a bad hire of a football coach and now we need to make it go away. I just wouldn't be buying a you know 18-year-old wing. How am I benefiting off of that? I don't know if I didn't do that. Even if they won the championship, right? Let's say they win the championship. What are you getting out of that? A ring? Is that are you getting your seven million return on investment? I get my selfie with the guy like I bought the I bought the three point shooter. I I, I just (laughs) I, I don't understand the money that is wasted in college athletics. So if I'm that guy for for Jim Beheim and he hasn't, I don't blame him. It's like I still have all my money because yeah. Build a building dumb, or something. I'll make dumb investments. I mean, my God, paying athletic departments for coaches and players is obscene. <laughs> I love it. I hope Jim Beheim now stays forever. I'm more on his side than I'm not. Oh, yeah, know? for sure. I am. Yeah. And, and we and look, we said it all along why all the, the great coaches are leaving. They don't want to deal with I, this anymore. It's not regulated. I'm all I understand it's it's it stinks, but you guys made the system, man. This yeah. is this is where you I'm all for the players all cashing in. I am so. too. I love the fact that the players are getting paid. I'm just not gonna be a guy that writes a check. I, I understand his gripe too. It's like I wouldn't want to coach in this either. I don't blame you. But I'm all for the players but, getting all their money. But but honestly though, Josh, can can you explain to me what these donors get out of it, even before the paying of players? Like, what are you getting out of? Is it a, is it a a write off at the end of the year to make your taxes go down? Sure, seems like a big chunk of change to write to make money go away. 
Well, I gave seven million dollars to the university. Okay, well, cross that off. Like, That's, I, uh... I, I can't fathom that. I can't fathom having that money, and I can't fathom spending that money on that. I don't own the team. It's not like Clark Hunt's writing a check to make somebody go away, or John Sherman's writing a check no. to make somebody go away, right? No, this is some dude who's at an office in Wichita that gets a phone call because he's got money, and they're like, hey, we need to pay this coach to go away. Do you have an extra seven mil sitting around? I just couldn't, sure. I just couldn't imagine that conversation with my wife. They're like, you know, I, I decided I'm going to cut my I'm gonna cut my school like seven mil. Yeah, for um, what? I'll put it towards a fo- football, a quarterback or whatever, or, you know, point guard or whatever. I'm going to do this. She'd be like, like what? What? In- no. I don't care how much money you no, have. You're, you're not, not doing, doing that. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You out of your mind? <laughs> I mean, if you got that kind of money, do something worthwhile. Feed the hungry. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's insane. It just it's, it blows my mind, Josh. Every time I see it. So I'm with Bayheim's guy. I want to know who that guy is. He's a smart businessman. Yeah, man. he is. He is. He's not wasting got, money on this. Got all his money still. It's funny. So long live Jim Bayheim. Yeah. You leave when you. It's your call. I'm gonna go, Jim. Now, if you need $7 million to keep Andy Reid in Kansas City, I'd write a check for that. <laughs> nope. <Yeah. laughs> it's the NFL. Yeah, it's true. They got all yeah. their checks. Yeah. Uh, if this wasn't the other side, it would be cool. Devontae Smith going for Heisman, NCAA Championship, and Super Bowl. Oh, all before he turns 24. Before he turns the age of 24. <laughs> How about, about life-changing? What about a what about a run, man? Is that like the greatest run in sports right there? Heisman, college champion, potential Super Bowl champion. Hi. What did you do before you were 24? All well, let me say, I won the Heisman, I won the NCAA championship, and I'm on the cusp of winning a Super Bowl. All before 24, you win. Yeah. Let's keep that from happening. Yes. He has to wait until he's at least 25. At least 25. Yeah. But that's cool, man. What a run for that guy. It's a ridiculous run. Hope he doesn't get it. The first two are nice for you. Yeah. After that, no. After that, no uh, Goat talk is popping up again. We'll get to that next. Fesco in the morning. Brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. Patrick Mahomes joins CDOT every Monday at 2.15 for an exclusive one-on-one interview on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. the bottom of the uh the green dip food network said that that was the go-to uh super bowl dip in missouri and nobody seemingly knows what it is what it is many texts from the 913 saying the green dip is what people in missouri call guacamole or chew or chew you pull up to the gas station you ask for the green dip you get copenhagen or lettuce a lot of people are saying it's, you know, it's it's legalized weed in Missouri now is what green dip is. But we don't really know. Tammy from the Western Texas, she goes, I think that's just green salsa. I'm like, is I, it? I, didn't, I don't know. Nobody they the, knows. They were the only state that had green dip. 
Kansas was buffalo chicken dip. That was multiple states had that as right, the favorite, right. as the go-to dip. And everybody knows what that is. And then Missouri was on its own with green dip. Green dip. And nobody knows what the hell green dip is. Does anybody know what green dip is? It, you said you looked it up. It's not green goddess dressing, right? Well, there was like, you, you just Google, you know, green dip and a bunch of different things come up, but it's, yeah, anything from, yeah, some with avocados to some with green goddess salad dressing. Like there's all kinds of them. There's no definitive green dip. And if you're the food network, right? And that shows up and nobody else in the nation <laughs> is on this. Why wouldn't right. you put like what this is what so is people yeah. know? Because I didn't know the other one was the chocolate chip dip or whatever that Oklahoma had. Yeah. Chocolate chip cookie dip. Chocolate it's like chip basically like cream cheese, sugar, and chocolate chips, right? And you dip your little Dunkaroos in there. I guess. I've got the Food Network app. That one works. I'm going to look on there and see what the green dip is. Maybe they maybe they have something on their app. Green dip. Doesn't even come up. I don't know. Is Miss, it mold- Miss Winkies collard green dip, crispy coated mushrooms with green sauce, lasagna dip. They're all over the green place. Green herb dip. I mean, I think a lot of people had some green herb dip in Missouri over the weekend. Is but- it moldy cheese? No, I don't think so. Is it a St. Louis thing? <laughs> green and red dumb- pesto hummus pesto. Green chili. St. Louis thing. Could be a dumb St. Louis thing. Mm. I mean, none of this stuff is green. Charleston cheese dip. Mexican squash with yogurt dip. Like nobody in Missouri is eating that. Eight layer dip. Say so there's too many options. And none of them are green. Miss Brown's five onion dip, hatch chili cream cheese dip, which sounds delightful. But if you're going to type in green dip, and that's the most popular dip, I want to know what the hell green dip is. And nobody seemingly knows. No, We've the, talked about this all morning it's long. It's the only state that's got this. I mean, a bunch of other states have weird, like the, the Oklahoma was that chocolate chip one. Yeah. Um, but most of the states were, you know, normal, normal stuff. That's the only one with green dip, and nobody can tell us why. From the 785, it's the Tostitos green dip that Snoop and Martha Stewart pedal. There's a lot of jalapeno popper dip, right? Greek layer dip, French dip, beer dip, queso dip, green chili dip. Missouri's just green dip. Don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. So if you know, 913-586-7610. Doesn't seem to be anything definitive, but that's what Missouri is known for. The fact that it's all over the board on the text line today with what it is makes nobody, just, nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody knows what it is. Again, it's not wintergreen tobacco. No. It's not. Mm-mm. We don't think. Who knows, though? We don't think. Uh, the uh, the goat conversation's coming up again. I think it's premature. When are you going to let it not be premature? Next Monday. Okay. You're good for next Monday. Yeah. Okay. All right. I think if you're if you're if you're chasing and you think it's legitimate, give me two and we'll talk. Okay. So when the Chiefs win and Patrick Mahomes has two titles. What do you mean when? I said when. Yeah. I'm not looking <laughs> screw you, pro football reference. <laughs> when he has two, I'll I'll talk. That's all. Yeah, two two's a big game changer for that, and, that, and obviously that's championships. And, and and the New York Post had an article by Ian O'Connor saying Patrick Mahomes right now, now that Tom Brady is retired, is the only active quarterback that could challenge Tom Brady for the greatest of all time. 
And I don't think they're wrong by saying that. He has a leg up now on everybody, right? Aaron Rodgers is too old. He's out the conversation. But Patrick Mahomes has the leg up on everybody. The five straight championship games and already the one Super Bowl win and now his third Super Bowl perform uh, appearance. The only other guy that's in his AFC side anyway in that same category is Joe Burrow. He's got the one championship game performance, right? This is going to be Patrick's third championship game performance. If Patrick wins this one and the Chiefs win this game, he all of a sudden now becomes one of 13 quarterbacks in the history of the league that multiple Super Bowl championships. But it's about more than just the titles that puts Patrick Mahomes in this conversation. It's the numbers that he's putting up already, Josh. I mean, he's got almost 24,000 yards passing and 192 touchdowns and just 48 interceptions. The dudes rush for over 1,500 yards and 12 touchdowns. And right now, that compares to Tom Brady, his first five years, little over 18,000 yards passing, 123 touchdowns. Patrick's got 60 more, tu- 70 more touchdowns roughly in his first five years than Tom Brady did. Well, because nobody comes out of the shoot throwing 50, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that helps. Right. But, he, but it does, I mean, he, he's, he's got almost 70 more touchdowns in his first five years than Tom Brady. Brady has 66 interceptions, roughly 20 more than Patrick Mahomes. He's rushed for 333 yards in his first five years. Patrick has 1,500. And Patrick has 12 rushing touchdowns. Tom Brady has three. I mean, the numbers, just the the sheer numbers alone, Patrick Mahomes is absolutely destroying Tom Brady from that standpoint. And, and those are going to be great. You get that second I'm, Super Bowl championship, and then that's the yeah, conversation. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm great with all the, the, the other numbers because I think when he's done, he's going to be up there in everything, if not eclipsing everything. Yeah. I think he's gonna he's gonna blow away a bunch of numbers. He may have every passing number by the time it's all said and done. But, how many but championships? How many? Because he's not gonna get seven in all likelihood. You don't think it's very so, no. difficult, right? Yeah. But can you get in a realm where you could be in the conversation where this they go? Well, he's got seven, and I'm just getting yeah, just get there. And if you're not at two, and you're not two on Monday, you're far away still. You're way far away yeah. next week. Yeah, yeah. The right? two the two is imperative. It's an imperative number, like. I don't want to put the term as a must win. I mean, it's the Super Bowl, right? And he's 27 years old or whatever it is. Is it a must win game? It is because it's the Super Bowl, but it becomes a must win game from a legacy standpoint. He gets the second one. He's in rarefied air. You're in three Super Bowls in five years, but you have one win in five years. Yeah, It's really hard to get here, folks. It is. You know, I'm, I'd, I'd love to say that they're going to get to every three out of every five Super Bowls. I just don't think that that's that's going to happen. No. That's really tough to ask. It's hard to do. And, and that's so why you got to take advantage of them when if, you're there. If you don't stack, then it's going to be hard. If he comes out of next week and he doesn't have another one, Chiefs don't have another one, he doesn't have another one. Well, then you're another, you got to grind for an entire year. Just try to get back just to that try point. To get back. That's, that's, that's hard stuff, man. Mm-hmm. And then Jalen Hurts has one. You know what I mean? Like, right. You get two. You're you're kind of on your own. You're on your own plateau. And then Burroughs and the Allens and the everybody else in the AFC in the world's got you got two up on them. Yeah. Let's say this. Let me. Then you got then you got a shot to be talking about that. But until you even get two, I think uh, it's not even. But it feels closer to even than than. The bunch of guys that don't have their first. Let me ask you this. If Patrick Mahomes at the end of his career holds every passing record, yards, touchdowns, all that, right? The stuff that matters. And only has three Super Bowl championships. 
is he the greatest of all time? Or do you still look at that Super Bowl number and go, boy, Tom still had seven and did it with two different teams? LeBron Jordan. I mean, LeBron's going to pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Right. Probably tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Maybe tomorrow. 35 points away. Most points all time. Yeah. Highest score ever in the history of the league. Jordan's still the GOAT. I mean, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, LeBron's going to have tons of records and longevity and his ability to play. But doesn't have the championships. Doesn't have the championships. And I don't think revolutionized the game like Michael Jordan did. Michael Jordan basically, and and I'll I'll say this. I remember when I was working. I think LeBron's great, but Jordan's a GOAT. And so even though he's going to have a bunch of numbers, it's going to be a bunch of numbers. Jordan's still the GOAT. Mm-hmm. I think Brady, it's going to be hard doing that because he'll be like, well, Brady's still the GOAT because his numbers are going to be up there enough that they'll be in the realm of every, you know what I mean? Like yeah. he might not hold the every record, but he's going to be up there in top five or whatever. And you're going to be like, he's got seven titles. Like, come on. There, there are some people that believe that Michael Jordan saved the NBA, you know, when he came in, because I, I remember having conversations over the years when I was working with, with Don Fortune as his producer back in the day. He had made this comment that if Michael Jordan came a few years earlier, he believes that the Kings never would have left Kansas City. Remember, the NBA wasn't exactly a marquee sport back then, right? And then all of a sudden, Michael Jordan came into the league, and the league's popularity exploded. He changed the league. He got people interested in the sport that may not have been interested, created one of the greatest ad campaigns of all time. I want to be like Mike, right? Like, Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time because some people will tell you he saved the sport and created a dynamic money-making sport that the NBA is today. LeBron James didn't need to do that, so it's hard to penalize him for that, but Michael Jordan did do that. And the fact that he did do that puts you in that GOAT category. I don't think Tom Brady saved the NFL, but he's won seven championships and did it with two different teams. It's pretty damn impressive. I'm just saying, if what what is the number then? Is it getting to Montana's four? Four, maybe? That gets you in the realm. You're like, okay, I know he doesn't have seven, but he's got four. He's got four in every passing <laughs> in record? In every passing record? Yeah. Maybe? Maybe. Maybe that's what it but takes. I, I just can't get to, to that. I mean, Sunday's important, man, to get to that. And, and you've got people always saying, too, now, that Tom, I've seen it a number of times, the league should retire Tom Brady's twelve. What if Patrick Mahomes surpasses him in every category and has four Super Bowls? Are we retiring 15 across the league now? I'm not into no. retiring Tom Brady's no. 12. I think it's a dumb idea. No. You want to name the MVP trophy after Tom Brady in the Super Bowl? Fine. I'm good with that. But to retire his number, because Patrick's going to pass him eventually, and then what are we going to do? Retire 15 across the league now? Hey, we can't make a habit of that. No, I'm with you. I don't, don't need. Plus, you want people growing up wearing Mahomes and, and Brady's number. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. I'm a quarterback. Time wearing 23 was cool. Yeah, why would I want to? Why would I want to retire 23? Yeah, I mean, plenty, if any number people, should be retired. That one should. Every be. time you see a 23, you go, ah, oh, person like Jordan, didn't they? You know what I mean? Like they're trying to be Jordan. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I I've always liked that. So no, I would I would not be in the camp of that. Whatsoever. From the 816, you guys are smoking the wreck. LeBron has a championship with three different franchises, a lot closer to goat than you think. That is impressive. That is impressive. He has won championships with three different franchises. Yeah, I mean, I'll acknowledge he's he's great. Yeah, Jordan's a goat. Jordan's Sorry. the goat. Yeah, Jordan is the goat. Jo- Jordan helped this league become what it is. LeBron took the baton and ran with it, but Jordan set this league up for success. LeBron's unbelievable. He's still playing great. 
by the way. Yeah. Oh, he's still phenomenal when he's not complaining to the refs. He's 38 years old, and he's still balling. Give me two, and we can dream. Mm-hmm. We can dream a little dream. One is a, not even in the dream phase for me. No, one, one is not enough. That's and and, and if, if we're sitting here Monday morning and they didn't win, we're going to look at these last five years and go, a lot of fun. I know, I know. But we're putting them into that category of those 60s Chiefs teams, underachieving. Are you in the rearview mirror and you're like, okay, what's next? Yeah. Because you're not finishing the deal. Yep. you got to finish the deal. got to win this thing on Sunday. It, it changes everything. It changes Andy Reid. It changes Patrick Mahomes. It changes the franchise. I mean, it's a big deal to get that second championship. Not that big a deal for Philadelphia. And I'll tell you why. Because this coach and quarterback weren't here last time. This is Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. This is all part of their they, legacy. They should be in the happy to be here camp. Right. Yeah, yeah, Philadelphia yeah. starting a new legacy with their coach and quarterback right now. And a year ago, they weren't sold on Jalen Hurts. No, they were not. Right? Am, no. I, am I right? You're right. Yeah. They were trying to replace Jalen Hurts last year. So this is a legacy game for Patrick Mahomes. A legacy game for Andy Reid. I wish I could say a legacy game for Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey, but we don't look at tight ends and defensive linemen in that same category. Maybe we should, but it's a legacy game for them as well because they would have been part. They're part of all of this. Hell, it's a legacy game for James Winchester. He's been here for all of it. Won't be able to ever take that away. No. Whatever time Super Bowl champion will always be part of your name. Yeah. Three-time for- Super Bowl champion James Winchester. We know it is, is for LaShawn McCoy. Um, <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, Eagles fans are very confident, meanwhile, heading into this one, aren't they? They put out a poll at our sibling station, WIP in Philly, about the confidence level. Which Super Bowl were you more confident heading into? This Super Bowl or versus the Pats in 1718? Mm-hmm. 80, over 86% said this Super Bowl. They're feeling pretty good about themselves. Or is it just because the Chiefs just aren't on that level of fear factor like the Patriots were? Don't, I don't know. It's hard to tell when we're inside what the fear level is outside. I know we are fe- we're always fearful of the Patriots, oh, right? Oh, God, yes. Everybody was like, oh, it's the Patriots. I think I think they had a massive fear factor about them. I'm not sure the Chiefs completely do. I don't think Maybe that should, fear factor exists anymore. Like, th- anytime you face the Patriots, you were scared. You know, once they beat the Rams in that first Super Bowl, every single year for the following 20 years. You didn't want to face the New England Patriots. Like, oh, I can't go to Foxborough win. Yeah. We got these nitwits calling it Burrowhead. A win in the Super Bowl, I think, makes this the organization that people start to go, you know what? We took a year off and slept on them, and they went and won the Super Bowl. It's time to start fearing the Chiefs year in and year out, week in and week out, day in and day out. Second well, Super Bowl gets you that. Let's spoil some dreams, shall we? Let's Chiefs are winning this thing, man. I'm telling you right now, they're winning this game. There's too much love going Philadelphia's way. Forget pro football reference. They're winning this doggone thing. Uh, That'll do it for us. If you miss any of the show, you can check it out, 610sports.com or the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Download for free. Listen on the go wherever you are at. Cody and Gold are next from Arizona right here on 610 Sports Radio. Talk to you later.